Let us pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, once again we thank you for the time of coming together. We look forward to the day when our Lord returns back to this earth and we shall see him. We shall worship him in a way that is far, far grander than anything we've ever known here in this world. May that day be soon. In Christ we pray. Amen. Coming back to 1 John chapter 2, we're coming down to the last two verses, and I doubt that we'll get out of the verse 20 out of verse 28 today but I'll read uh, both of them and now little children abide in him that when he shall appear we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming if you know that he is righteous you know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of Him. Abiding in God gives confidence at the coming of the Lord. He says, little children, here that little children is the same as we saw in verse 12. It's the same as John 13.33, Galatians 4.19, 1 John 2.1, uh, 3.7 and 18, 1 John 4.4 4 and 5.21. In other words, this is designating all of God's children. Now we've already looked at all of those verses, so I won't look at them again. And we will go on for time's sake. But he says, When he shall appear. When he shall appear is when Christ returns at the Perusa. Abiding in Christ is not an option nor a suggestion. When he says to abide, it's a command. But I want us to look at this word appear. It is used 58 times in 43 verses. I don't know that we'll look at all of them. But then we're also going to look at a word Greek word parousa, which is used 24 times. The reason that I want to do that is because I want to show conclusively with the use of these words that this is talking about a physical, physical return of the Lord Jesus Christ in His human body. 
You say, well, I thought that's obvious. Well, it's not so obvious because some try to say that this, these words have to do with Christ coming now and coming spiritually. Some try to say this is when Christ came at 70 A.D. at the judgment of Jerusalem. And for that reason, I really want us to uh, look at these words in depth. The first one is the word Panero. Panero. The basic meaning of this word up here, Panero. This is the word appear here in verse 28. It just means to render apparent. To render apparent. Alright, first of all, let's look in Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. I know that word studies can be tedious. Sometimes it, it might be trifling. Sometimes word studies do not necessarily... Uh, aid or help, but as a general rule, when you see how a, an author uses a word in his writings, then you get an idea of what he means by using that word. You know, there are some words in Greek just like there are in our English language. For example, uh, I've used this many times. You take the English word B-O-W. You could look at that like the, the bow, in the, like a ribbon in someone's hair. You could also use that word B-O-W like a bow that you shoot an arrow with. You can also use that word bow like a person bowing down or the bow of a ship or the bow wow of a dog. So you see right offhand this English word B-O-W can be used to designate five different things without question. And like I said, there are some Greek words that are used that way. But generally, not only with English, but also with Greek, generally you have a word and that word mainly uh, has one main meaning, and that's what we normally go by, and that's how we communicate one with another. You 
You know, you have uh, produce and produce. You know, those are words that... Uh, but anyway, I don't want to get off on all of those homonyms. I believe that's what they're called. But this first word, that's the word appear here uh, in Mark chapter 4, in verse 22. This is the first time this word is used. I'll read verse 21. And he said unto them, Is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed and not to be set on a candlestick? There is nothing hid which shall not be manifested. There's the word. Neither was anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. In other words, the idea of manifested is is clearly made apparent what it is, or clearly uh, brought out. Same chapter, uh, same... uh, Mark 16. Mark chapter 16. After that, talking about Jesus Christ, He appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. You remember Luke's account talks about two men that were walking on the way to Emmaus. And the Lord Jesus came and was walking with them. And uh, they would have recognized Him, but their eyes were holding. In fact, let's uh, hold your finger there. And look in uh, Luke 24. Luke 24. Verse 13. And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem about threescore furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Now, was he a phantom? Was Jesus just a spirit? Or was it really Him in body? It was really Him in body. How do we know that? Let's keep reading. And, first, well, right here, but their eyes were holding that they should not know Him. In other words, Jesus did not disguise Himself. He didn't come dressed up in some way that they wouldn't know what He looked like. 
He didn't put on any makeup like an actor and hide himself under some clothes and put a scarf on or wear some kind of a mask. It was, Jesus wasn't disguised. Their eyes were holding. You see? He was, in other words, if God had not done something to their eyesight, you say, what did He do? All I know is what it says, their eyes were holding. I can't tell you uh, if He put a cataract over their eye or anything else, I'm quite sure that the road they were walking on still looked like the same road. I'm quite sure the clothes they were wearing still looked like the same clothes. I'm quite sure that all the surroundings still look like the surroundings. But somehow, God did something that they didn't recognize Jesus. It wasn't because, like we said, it wasn't because Jesus disguised Himself. And He said unto them, What communications are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? In other words, what are you talking about? You're walking along here and y'all are sad? Why are you so sad? And one of them, whose name was Cleophas, answering, said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? Don't you know what's taken place the last few days here in Jerusalem? And you heard about this crucifixion and, and so on? And he said unto them, What things? He knew what things, because he was the center of it. <laughs> and they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priest and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside this, today is the third day since all these things were done. See, they were walking on the first day of the week. The third day since that happened was Thursday. In other words, he was crucified on Thursday. If he's crucified on Friday, that would have been the second day. The first day would have been the second day. If he's crucified on Wednesday, it would have been the fourth day. Thursday's the third day. So there you can see, you can see which day he was crucified on. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulchre. And when they found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre and found even as the women had said, but him they saw not. And then Jesus preaches to them for a while. And then for time's sake, we need to rush on. Uh, they 
coming let's just skip a couple of verses verse 28 and they drew nigh unto the village whither they went and he made as though he would have gone further in other words they got to Emmaus and he acted like he was going to go on to another town but they constrained him saying abide with us for it is toward evening and the day is far spent and he went in to tarry with them and it came to pass as he sat at meat with them he took bread and blessed it and break and gave to them and their eyes were open and they knew him and he vanished out of their sight. In other words, back in Mark uh, sixteen twelve, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. He appeared to them, but he, he wasn't a phantom. It was really a human body. It was really the Lord Jesus Christ. So this word appear is this word uh, at His appearing. And then again in verse 14 of the same chapter. Well, let's, uh, we'll read 13. And they went and told it unto the residue, neither believed they them. Afterward, He appeared unto the leaven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen Him after He was risen. He appeared to them, not just in a phantom body. He appeared to them in His human body. If the eleven were there, that means Thomas was there. And you know about Thomas, don't you? Thomas at first said, I won't see. I, I won't believe unless I see the nail prints in his hand and the spear mark in his side. And the Lord said, look here, Thomas. Put your finger there. Thomas said, my Lord and my God. You don't have a scar in a ghost. You don't have a scar in a phantom. You don't have a scar in an angel. You have a scar in a human body. You have a scar in a human body. Real appearance. Real appearance. Well, I've got to check something here. I think I know what I did. No, that's not right. I uh, I put down the chapter and verse but I didn't put down the book, so I've got to got to find this. John. I thought I thought that was right. The Gospel of John, John chapter twenty one.
after these things, Jesus showed himself again to hit the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. He showed himself. And then in verse 14, This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. Now you you know the situation here, don't you? The disciples had gone fishing. Jesus was on the shore and he asked them if they caught anything. And finally they threw their net where Christ said and they caught 153 fishes. I want you to think about something. When did they count the fish? Was it as soon as they got to shore before they ate the fish that Christ had had prepared? Or was it after? Just gives you something to think about sometimes. You know, we read about this and that 153, well, took some time for that to take place. But Jesus was on the shore and He had already had some fish cooked. Notice it said... Verse 9, And as soon as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon and bread. In other words, he barbecued some fish. Had a campfire. Had the fish on the campfire. And bread. Jesus said to them, Come and dine. That was the third time that he had showed himself. Did he show himself as a phantom or really alive? In other words, he showed himself as he was, no, as he is in his resurrected body. Think about that, beloved. This Jesus that appeared to the two on the road to Emmaus. This Jesus that appeared here to the disciples on the shore of Tiberias. This same Jesus is seated in glory right now in that same human body. And as it says in Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 1, this same Jesus shall so come again likewise. Just as real, 
just as tangible as this book board that I'm leaning on. And my Bible is resting and so on. Real. He appeared to those two in the road to Emmaus. He appeared to James and I mean to the the, the, the disciples there at Tiberius. And we know also in another place, uh, though the word appear uh, uh, is not used there in uh, uh, Luke uh, 23, 24, uh, he appeared there and he took some uh, took some fish and honeycomb and ate it. He ate it. The Spirit doesn't eat. It doesn't need to eat. My body needs food. The only reason my soul needs uh, uh, food is because my soul keeps my body alive. You say, well, how, how does all that work together? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not that good. Of course, we don't even know where, what life is. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. You say, we already know this. Well, I wish everybody knew it. There's people that, some people say Christ didn't show Himself really alive. And that He came back in a secret coming. And some said that He came back in 70 A.D. But these verses do not indicate such a thing. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 10, For we must all, there it is, appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Am I going to stand at the judgment seat of Christ in a spirit? I don't believe so. I believe I'm going to stand there in my resurrected body. That everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Now there are people that say, well, that appearing, that's where we do that every day. They say we do that today. Now we don't do it in our body. We just when when uh, we do wrong and God chastens us, that's when we appear. But as we see how this word is used, it's never used that way, is it? This is not talking about me going to the Lord in prayer. This is not talking about. 
the Lord coming to me and uh, uh, chastening my soul. We've got verses for that. We've got verses where it talks about the Lord chastens us and things of that nature. But here it says we must appear before the judgment seat of Christ. A real physical bema. Judgment seat is the Greek word bema. When I was in Corinth in 1972, the ancient city of Corinth, they showed us Galileo's judgment seat. Paul was at Galileo's judgment seat. It was a literal place. It wasn't just some somebody's idea. It wasn't just somebody's opinion that was written out in words that you talk about. It was a physical place. Galileo's uh, where he would have been sitting, the governor there, he would have been sitting up on a, a platform about four feet tall. And down below that platform was a, a, a looked like a, a pillar, a small pillar. We might say it looked like a stump, but it was made out of, uh, out of stone. That's where the accused sat. That was the Bema. That was the Bema. That's what judgment seat is, the Greek word Bema. We're going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Somebody said, well, why, if, if Jesus paid for all my sin, why do I need to stand before the judgment seat of Christ? Because God said so. So, well, I don't understand it. Well, it doesn't matter whether we understand it. It's a matter of what God said. I don't understand how He could create everything out of nothing, but it said, in the beginning God created, and I believe it. I can tell you what I think. I don't think it's a judgment for sins. I think it's a judgment of our stewardship. But I don't want to get off into all of that because that would take me two or three sermons and that, that would interrupt this. But it says that we're going to receive things we're going to, that we may receive things done in this body. This body. My body is not a phantom. My body is really flesh and bones. What you're looking at is a human being. This body this body that's going to be resurrected. Things that I did in this body. Good things and bad things. God's going to bring to light anything that I did good. I don't see how, to me, I don't, 
I don't see anything good. But I'm going by what the verse says. Anything that I've done good, He's going to let me, He's going to tell me. Things I've done bad, He's going to tell me. And anything, let me say this, anything that I've done that's good, it's only by God's grace. So, you know, it's not any puffed up rewards on my part. It's all of grace. But the word appear is our Greek word here that it's talking about uh, to be uh, uh, when we shall appear when he when the Lord returns in in First uh, John two twenty eight. Look at Colossians chapter three. Start at first one. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with Him in glory. Now there are people that have written in this generation, written in this time, that says, verse 4 happened in 70 A.D. I say you have to really be hunting for a for a fish to find that. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with Him in glory. Not at, the, not at 70 A.D. First Timothy chapter three, verse sixteen. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, manifested or manifest. Justified in spirit, seen of angels, preached in Gentile so and so. But God was manifest in the flesh. That's not in the Spirit. That's not some phantom. Real flesh and bones. As He said to the disciples there in the upper room in Jerusalem that night, when he said, look and see, handle me, a spirit 
has not flesh and bones as you see me have. First Peter First Peter Chapter One I'll start in verse eighteen. But the word appear or manifest is in verse twenty. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Jesus Christ was manifest in real flesh and real bones. Not only was He flesh and bones before His death, He was flesh and bones after His death. Some say, well, did He have blood in His body afterward? We'll have to wait and see. But we do, do know He had flesh and bones. Flesh and bones. Both times. Scripture tells us that. 1 Peter 5, verse 4, And when the chief shepherd shall appear, we shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Whatever that crown of glory is, I'm not going to get off into that at this time. But when the chief shepherd appears, we receive a crown of glory. I don't know anybody at 70 A.D. that received a crown of glory. This crown of glory is going to be received when the chief shepherd appears. First John chapter one, verse two. The word here is manifested. Well, let's read verse one. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of life. So, whatever John's talking about is something that you see. You. you and you handle. And you hear. For the life was manifested. And we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. That human body. Physical, tangible, human body. 
not a phantom. Chapter 2, verse 19. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us, but they went out that it might be made manifest that they were all of us. There is not talking about a human body, but it is talking about making something plain and clear and distinct. And then it's used in verse 28 where we started. Chapter 3 of 1 John, verse 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when, we sh that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. That second appear, the, well, both word appear is the same word, First one just make it just just to make clear, but when he appears, he's going to be made clear. But he's going to be in his human body. Verse five, and ye know that he was manifested. Jesus Christ came into this world. He was manifested to take away our sins. Verse 8, He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. He came in the flesh that, it might be, that he might destroy the works of the devil. And then lastly, chapter 4 and verse 9, in this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Now this word in 1 John 2.28 when He shall appear we have looked at, those, looked at some of those places and I don't think we saw uh, 43 verses. But you get the idea of what this word appear means. Now there's, this word is panero. Panero. Actually, It is Panerao or uh, not pay, fe. Um, it should be PH instead of F. It's Fanaroo. As PH is Fanaroo. That's what Christ does. He appears at His coming. At His parousa. 
Verse 28, Now, little children, abide in Him that when He shall appear, we've been looking at appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before Him at His coming. Now, we don't have time to look at coming. We'll take up here, Lord willing, the next time. But I want to show that the appearing at Christ's coming is a real, tangible, physical, human body. And we'll look at the coming, which is Panerousia. There's also a Paneros. I kept thinking about the the other word when I should have been saying Phaneroo. But you've got the manifestation at His coming. And we'll look at the coming, like I said, Lord willing, next time. But I want you, I want you to see that Christ's coming is a visible, visible manifestation of the human body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for your word and the clarity thereof. Forgive me in the bumbling of the pronunciation of this one word. Uh, as I was thinking about another word and calling it this word. But I pray that it would uh, ring true, the, the message would still ring true in the mind of the hearers. We look forward to the day when we won't be messing things up. May that day be soon. In Jesus' name, amen.